0: But fundamental people, are some, some people are somehow infatuated by this idea that we are living at uh, the, the end of times. They, they they fear that greatly, but they also secretly love it. Mm. I don't know, probably because uh, it, makes, it makes them feel important that there is some kind of mystical uh, connection there somehow, mm. even if they are not mystical at all, mm. there is something there actually sociologically speaking this phenomenon is called a uh, uh, millennialism that has nothing to do with millennials is uh, the belief that uh, our generation is living uh, is uh, the, the end of the end of the world right. the end of time yeah and it's been like that pretty much every generation uh, somehow believe that there's is, is a very strange psychological and sociological mechanism that people activate, mm. and, and I think the main the main reason is because yes, it makes them feel important somehow. Mm. Something that
1: yeah. it's very weird. I, I find, but well, I think the um, the internet, social media, the connection, the the ease with which people can say stuff, uh, means that i would say more than ever in in the history of people um people are grouping together and polarizing and taking a position on 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 whatever the subject is because it's so easy now if you put stuff on twitter or on facebook or youtube or whatever and then you you gain followers and you you create groups and you create um consensus within within your group that that's that's what seems to be happening now more and more with um with social media, with, with, with the internet, um, that's never, I mean, you said it several times, the internet was never predicted. So from a psychological point of view, what what we've got over the last 10, 20 years of, of internet and connection is, is I, I don't know, it just seems to be having a, a, a strange effect on, on everyone, Um and we've, we've, we've talked about polarization before the, you know, the, how easy people become polarized, you know, right and wrong, black or white, whatever, whatever it, whatever it is. Um, and I, I don't know. It just, it just seems to be. Uh, es- escalating, and it's funny. Funny, we, we, what you just said about um, how every generation seems to think that this is the end of the world. or well, there's a, there, there's there's some people that think that because I was listening to a, a podcast earlier today. Um, it's an American guy called Joe Rogan, and he 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 interviews all sorts of people from America and the UK. And he was interviewing a guy called Eddie Izzard. He's a comedian, an English an English comedian. And this English comedian said he's going to go into politics and and when he when he was asked well, what's your main thing you know what what's your message what's your what you know what are you going to be arguing about And he said, well i'm going to be saying how we've got eighty eighty years to either save ourselves on this planet or or not so he, you know this guy's taken it to that extreme of actually running for office, going into politics, and talking about Literally this, end of days, um, and, and we, we need to do something uh, uh, about it. And he'll have lots of people that follow him and vote for him, obviously, because there are lots of people that are, like you say, enjoy that, enjoy the, the disaster aspect of it. Um, so I, I don't know, there's a lot of polarisation going on. And I wonder how it affects us as individuals, like at home, you know, with our families, and then we go out into the world, and how it affects us there. Uh, I I wonder whether the huge scale on which people are polarizing themselves through through the internet, whether that's affecting us as individuals as well. Because I've been trying to be mindful not not to do that, (laughs) you know, consciously thinking. All right. Don't just take a position on something, you know, actually rationalize, tread carefully. I'm not sure where the line is between me actually being attentive to being just agreeable, because attentive means thinking and being agreeable means not thinking. It's two very clearly different um, behaviours. So I don't know. I don't, I don't, you know that that's kind of a question that's been rolling around in my head for a few weeks. You know, because it's been it's been a quite a quite a few weeks now, a couple of months even that. Um, you know, I've been consciously trying, you know, consciously making an effort to be attentive, but I don't want that just to become be agreeable and and be passive and, you know, because that's 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 going to cause
0: more problems as well. Yeah. Mm. But it depends. this matter of agreeableness, I think, is very important because it's what uh, it is also what makes us form opinions and then stick to those opinions. We are not only agreeable to other people or uh, what uh, we will call the common sense uh, that is very typical, but we are also agreeable towards our own ideas. <laughs> yeah, it's an it's, it's an inside job, sort of. <laughs> and often is bad. is. Is actually bad because we don't have only the. I mean the the, the 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 tribal the cultural common sense. So we also have our own subjective common sense, hmm. uh, or the system of what we think is right or wrong or moral or immoral or whatever. And 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 we definitely if we if we if we are attentive indeed we can easily find ourselves uh, being agreeable to that without, uh, that is not even a form of thinking, actually. It's more a a form of uh, agreeing, uh, even indirectly, Mm. with our structure of personal subjective common sense and then also the outward, the the outside common sense. Mm. That is definitely a problem. For example, talking about the common commons, I mean the typical, the, what we call common sense. Most people are agreeable, but they don't really question. Uh, they don't even question why they are agreeable with that. Yeah. For example, if we we can pick any kind of sensitive topic like uh, respect, uh, we can run a survey, ask people, uh, do you value respect? you think is important and we can be pretty sure most people will say yes yeah but we we they don't understand we tricked them we almost fooled them because we we failed deliberately uh, to to identify uh, the premises and the subjects for example respect about what it, it's really about we can fool people easily this way by by using the uh, a meme meaning, let's say a meaning, knowing that, that that is a is a is a strong part of the current common sense, knowing they will be agreeable about that, and therefore we can easily predict how they will answer most of them, if not all of them, they will say, oh yeah, respect is very important. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And what about if I if I support a pedophilia, should you respect me? Mm-hmm. Maybe or an, or or a Nazism? Mm. you you just say you answered yes so why are you changing your mind now (laughs) why the the, the proper answer is because you were not attentive enough sufficiently attentive about the the question the structure of the question you didn't uh, eventually uh, take your time to to reason even a bunch of seconds Mm. and most importantly you didn't ask you, you didn't approach the question with another question. For example, what do you mean by that, really? What do you mean by respect? I mean, very rarely. Well, some people do that, but it's pretty rare. And uh, conventionally speaking, the average person wants uh, just the support. Uh, we can provide plenty of examples. For example, another example can be, do you think love is the answer? What do you think people will say? Oh, wow, yeah, of course. All, all we need is love. Well, but wait a minute. I, love is a pretty vague uh, term. And uh, what about if there's love for Allah? Or love for the Quran? Or love for. Uh, for Satan. Uh, uh, I Satan, or. Uh, actually, Satan is the good guy. <laughs> because, uh, so, those... The, i mean I, i'm not i'm not, i'm not saying that I, I mean being agreeable is always bad and no i mean uh is uh is actually good in many in many cases like such as for example particularly when there are roles yeah that we accept uh, we accept and we and we try to stick to those roles like uh, that's how our society works yeah so if the cop uh, wants me to pull over, I will pull over. So I have to be agreeable about that. Otherwise, we know what is going to happen. Mm. So why would I do that? Mm. Uh, If the same cop pulls me over uh, three times in a row within an hour, and the cop recognizes that it's the same car, the same person, same citizen, I I don't know, I I will will presume I will pull over, but then I will ask the cop, why are you doing this? Mm. Do you have something personal with me? Mm. But that is usually not the case. So the problem with being agreeable is not agreeableness in itself. Is the the magnitude of attentiveness yeah. we, we apply there? Yeah. Usually we don't apply any attentiveness. But it's, but
1: the position I'm in is my 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 objective my my action what i'm trying to achieve is 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 to behave or react or respond or interact um as a result of uh, be, uh what's the best way to say of being impartial of of not of not having my reactions or responses be through the filter of a preconception or an idea or a role um, or a pattern or an old habit i 'm trying it 's almost like i'm trying to um start at the beginning and be, be neutral so that that allows the space to be uh uh rational and and you know Respond to whatever the situation is based on the information the data the the context that that particular moment those particular people R- rather than responding through you know history and 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 without thinking and and you know just you know just, you know having all, all of that contaminate my my responses uh, it's not it's not easy. It's very easy to automatically reply and respond to something, particularly if you're not being attentive, say I'm in the middle of watching a movie. It's very easy to, to, to not do it. But what I'm saying is what I'm trying to do consciously is to tread slowly and carefully with my responses so that, so that it's actually healthier. Right. Um, but, um, but what I don't want is, is, uh, and I understand what your point. Is. So you're saying being agreeable is is fine as long as you've got to being a, got to that point of being agreeable through a process of some sort of of attentiveness, of thought, of you know consideration, whatever. So so, but what, what I guess my concern is: uh, am I just easily uh, ha, am I finding that agreeableness means a peaceful life? And therefore, I'm going towards agreeableness quick, more quickly than I should, because that's what's comfortable. And again, that movement towards something that's comfortable rather than, you know, going through the thinking process. So, um, yeah,
0: yeah. But actually, you say something very important. You mentioned the the, the psycholo- our psychological history. Yeah, that is that is actually that is what uh, constitutes the the. The, the, the overwhelming majority of what we will call the self. Yeah. That is basically a construct, I mean, a, 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 a structure of uh, our experiences, our memories, the way we remember memories, the way we interface memories. Yeah. And uh, what we call our past and what we assimilated, uh, what we uh, embraced and, and what we rejected. Now, uh, that uh, psychological history is, that is what I will call the self, uh, is uh, a part of what we are fundamentally and uh, that should not go. Uh, that is a part of our identity, too. But right. it's also a problem. And, and that is what I will call the, the, the private common sense. Uh, I, I personally find it very frustrating, uh, but it's not, uh, it's not their fault. When people, for example, when I'm talking about something uh, and uh, something Complex eventually, and people say very quickly, usually, Oh, but that never happened to me, or they say the opposite, but that happened to me hmm. failing, failing to understand that your personal experience is irrelevant uh, in order to understand the complexity of certain of certain things, just because it never happened to you that doesn't mean anything yeah it it, it, doesn't, it doesn't provide evidence of something, so i should i don 't know I should change a uh, my, my approach to something or, uh, or I should just shut up because that happened to you I find that very frustrating I repeat, it's not their fault well, not entirely it's not my fault but it's, what I find frustrating is not them frustrating me but this profound uh, lack of, of, of proper reasoning because we are not trained that way yeah. and lack of attentiveness Because, for example, if uh, we are talking about, uh, um, I don't know, very sensitive topics, like, for example, how often women emotionally abuse men or other women, and uh, and then uh, eventually the man reacts violently, which is definitely not justifiable, of course, But it is somehow understandable because, uh, uh, you know, wanting always the last word, that is eventually not enough. Yeah. Uh, Can, we are animals after all. You can push a person, push and push and push, and then what you expect is going to happen really. Some kind of aggressive reaction because a person eventually, temporarily loses his or her mind uh, uh, dramatically. And I I, I repeat, it's not justifiable. I think a person should, uh, I think people should manage themselves properly or the best they can. But nevertheless, that can happen. Yeah. Now, when we talk about this stuff, we try to stick to the reality of things. Eventually, also providing the facts. Uh. People that that somehow disagree with that. They do disagree, not only because they have, a strong, they have strong beliefs, strong ideas uh, about the subject, mm. but also because they have tried they their past. So because, for example, because they are what, sorry? The line cut out. They are what, sorry? It's not only because they have strong beliefs or uh, ideas about the subject, uh, or maybe, you know, they are feminist <laughs> eventually or, or, or ideological or whatever. But it's also because they apply their personal experience. And for example, if we debate about a subject like this that is very delicate, there will be people prone to say, but no, that is not true because I never abused somebody emotionally. Well, good for you, assuming that is true. But your personal experience and your personal uh, uh, Virtue reporting that doesn't invalidate the point because it happened. It does happen, and yeah. we have the numbers. Yeah. For for example, a very a very controversial topic that should not be controversial at all. How many people are prone to believe that uh, uh, people get shot in the U.S. by cops are are uh, mainly black people? That is not true. Actually, they are mainly white people why why do many
1: people believe that is it uh the, the reporting the media the narrative
0: because when a black person got shot gets shot then it, it it stimulates more the matter of racism yeah but very very not not maybe not very unlikely sometimes it's about racism that is some kind of drive there unfortunately uh, but often it's not. But that definitely triggers the attention more than a, a white person that got shot because of whatever crime or no crime eventually. But statistically speaking, we do have the numbers. The numbers are there. They are, uh, uh, we can access the numbers. There is not a secret. Mm. I think that I, I, I will identify two problems there. And one is uh, definitely an educational problem. Uh, meaning, all this stuff is not uh, is not in education. It's not a training. And 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 the other problem is more private, personal life. That uh, even if we had, uh, uh, as I will hope to see in the future, uh, a, a part of education based on the on valuing these very important points, that doesn't necessarily mean. Then, then privately, the person sticks to that, mm. uh, because an educational training is not necessarily a personal training. They should go together, but uh, it, usually that's not the case, and that's exactly why critical thinking is a lost cause, unfortunately, oh. because it, it doesn't it doesn't really work. Oh, yeah. in, in in academia, in academia, the scholars that study critical thinking eventually for years. Apparently, only the two percent can can even just say precisely what critical thinking is all about hmm. only only the definition the long definition only only the two percent so what is the percentage of people those people that actually apply critical thinking in their daily life probably i don't know zero <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah. I don't think. I think that, uh, that that there are plenty of people who believe that society can change uh, individuals. I don't believe that at all. I don't believe that at all. I think society can uh, 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 um, shape individuals, hopefully for the better. I don't deny that. But if we believe that society can can uh, uh, provide a radical and critical change for the better within each person's individual behavioral psychology. I think that is, I mean, believing that is very delusional because mm. it never happened, actually. Mm. Uh, I, I think the opposite can potentially take work. Like, if, if individuals really care about uh, changing the structure of their thinking for the better by starting from uh, not with delusions like being good and stuff like that, but uh, trying to identify the the the, the, the problematic parts of the, of their thinking and then trying to drop progressively them. Then eventually, those people, some of those people will will become educators and policymakers eventually, mm. and that that will change the structure of society too. Mm. Um, Hmm. Probably soon enough, we will have uh, assistant robots (laughs) or computer machines that will help us with AI. Yeah, there are companies that are already working on that. There is this uh, prototype uh, developed by IBM. Uh, It's called uh, the Robot Debater, something like that. Right. And the the purpose of this machine is to actually assist the people to correct uh, their, uh, their their arguments uh, throughout the debate really I, th- I think it's just wonderful yeah yeah you can find, you can find some videos and stuff i think it's just wonderful imagine if a machine like that will be in every single classroom correcting the teacher uh when the teacher uh, approaches something uh, eventually saying something that is a little bit fallacious, or it makes no sense at all. Uh, it's wonderful because nobody can, uh, you know, uh, approach the, the machine with an a dominant fallacy. For example, yeah. accusing, uh, attacking the speaker instead of approaching the arguments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's a machine. Oh my God! Not. I. I think well, probably some people will do that, but I think very unlikely. People will will be prone to say, "Oh, you! Why are you so arrogant? You want to be superior? I'm just a machine.
1: Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even
0: alive."
1: It's funny because, again, on this podcast, I was ta- listening to; they were talking about AI as well, and you know what, what what might be invented in the in the not too distant future, and kind of similar, which is they were talking about what it would be like if if, if something was invented whereby you can immediately tell that someone is is lying. Um, and how that would change um, political debate, for example. You know, t- t- you know, when you have politicians on, on TV doing live debates, what they can and can't say, and how it will just affect everything. And it's not that... I mean, we have lie detector machines already. They've been around for a long time. So the t- to take the step to have something that informs you if, if somebody is talking to you and, and they are lying um, that that's not that million miles away and, and wh- how much it would how much it would change everything just that simple thing
0: oh yeah definitely and I think that's really wonderful I think we should uh, we should push that, uh, that uh, I mean investing in that technology and the and then the necessary policy making uh, yeah. About that, I think I think it's very super important, particularly <laughs> today. But you know, another important thing is to really predict the best we can what the future will bring, the, the soon future actually, since we haven't predicted the internet, yeah. uh, and, and, uh, and there are many things that uh, that will that will will well, we cannot say that for sure, but will definitely will will most certainly happen. Um, Many and all of those things will have pros and cons. Yeah. Uh, I, I I'm pretty sure that computers will become uh, actually biological. Mm. So uh, uh, we won't have uh, in the future the typical idea of the cyborg uh, kind of robot going around and making noise, but future robots will be more like a uh, uh, synthetic. Uh, uh, in, I mean, organic but synthetic. Yeah. Like in, uh, like an alien, an aliens. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Something as a flesh and uh, some kind of eventually liquid as blood, but it's not blood, it's more like a, a, a kind of cybernetic uh, solution of nanotechnologies. Uh, you, you, you're literally describing aliens. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that is. I mean, there are uh, there are indications that, that that seem to validate this uh, prediction. Yeah. Uh, so, but it, it doesn't really matter much. What does matter is that uh, is. I mean, pre- predicting all this stuff is not only predicting for the sake of predicting and speculating because it's cool. I think it's a very good dream for the brain. Uh, And and most importantly, uh, it's what helps us to highlight how much we think in terms of what we know. Right. Uh, Which is okay, but it's not 100% okay. Yeah. (laughs) Because uh, often it's what prevents us from, uh, uh, from improving our thinking, our life and everything. I mean, we have been thinking in terms of what we knew. Pretty much forever until what? Pretty much more or less 500 years ago. Yeah. And that's why we never had science before. And uh, because probably a bunch of people came up with uh, those propositions, and maybe we should not only think in terms of what we know, maybe we should uh, uh, theorize, we should learn how to theorize uh, instead of uh, uh, forming assumptions. So, for example, a person that behaves in a crazy way uh, and looks like a demon, ma- wait a minute, maybe that person is not necessarily possessed by a demon, but maybe there is something else we don't quite understand yet. Uh-huh. And then we we understood that, that is, uh, many things actually, unfortunately, psychosis or neuroticism or some kind of mental illness. Uh-huh. That was... Revolutionary.
1: So when you said we've not had science for that long, so so it, it, so science is relatively new to us as a species, basically. You know, we've only had it what for a few hundred years. Yeah. So. But that yeah. science is. Yeah. Well, I was going to say. So these. I mean these the this is what I'm kind of interested in you know the the internet is brand new it's only been around for twenty years. How is that affecting us but even when you say something like you know the the study of science and the- what we've what we've what we've learned as a as a species over the last hundred two hundred years the advances in medicine and technology and everything would it be fair to say that the amount of change on us over the last i don't know two, three hundred years, is, is the biggest amount of change on us since we've been around. Because if it, okay. is, be, because if it is, then there, there, there's going to be knock-on effects psychologically on, on us and, and how we're behaving and what we're doing. I mean, it's, it's, it's safer now than it's ever been. You know, there's more and more developed countries in the world, for example, uh, healthcare and people are living longer and nutrition and, and that kind of stuff. So there's lots of positive things i guess but but psychologically the you know we're we're having to deal with things that we've never had to uh before and that must be <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah that must be um significant on us i would say
0: well the the, the well but in the last uh, century. Actually, throughout the last century, uh, particularly the last 50 years, actually, uh, the, the the progress, the scientific progress has been not exponential, but definitely uh, almost skyrocketing, yeah. sort of, yeah. uh, in many, many, many fields, like uh, uh, medicine and pretty much everything, really. Uh, Unfortunately, not really quite much in terms of s- space exploration. That is a shame, actually. Uh, but that's that, because it's super expensive. Mm. But uh, in pretty much all fields the transportation, the uh, med- medical field, uh, the well, education, of course, and uh, chemistry. Uh, for example, uh, uh, the, I mean, the products we have to the. I mean, if you enter like a um, a shop that sells the stuff for the house, I how you, how you would call it like a um, hardware shop. Yeah. And you want to find some lights. Uh. <laughs> now, now they have lights with the LEDs. Yeah. It's mainly LED. Yeah. That are way mm-hmm. more efficient, way more economic, and also aesthetically sort of better. Yeah. We never had the stuff only 10 years ago. They were not there. They were yeah. just a light bulb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how many things we will come across with uh, unpredictably uh, in the shops, uh, even only five years from now. Yeah. Uh, this is definitely wonderful. Uh, but the point is that the science, everything has to do with science, is completely unnatural. It's not a problem. Right. It's actually good. It's just completely unnatural, which means that most of the things we are doing today are unnatural. They, they don't match uh, the uh, Darwinian evolution that made us. Right. Uh, is actually good because uh, we definitely have to become, uh, and we are trying to do that, we have to become an anti-Darwinian species uh, that is absolutely good. We don't want to be a Darwinian species, why not? Because that would be, would, that would be like living with the law of the jungle. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we are not, we are, we are slowly kind of escaping Darwinian evolution, and that's the only chance we have. A, I mean, if there are aliens, there are alien civilizations. They've done exactly the same uh, in order to survive. There is no other way. We cannot pretend to remain the way we are, uh, stuck in, in in the same planet for another thousands of years. Yeah. So the, we we are trying to escape uh, the Darwinian evolution, and that is good. But we have to be incredibly careful about that. Now we are already cyborgs, by the way. Uh, the, the, we we have a we depend uh, almost of our technological devices. We have uh, all yeah. yeah. the plates. Yeah just because they are not integrated in our body, and in some cases that they are with surgery, for example, yeah. we are cyborgs. Being cyborgs is anti-Darwinian. Oh, yeah. uh, building laws that are based on value in human rights, equality, equity, uh, freedom, free speech, uh, all of this stuff has nothing to do with the Darwinian evolution at all. No, no. And it's good, it's good. We don't we don't have we don't have to forget how Darwinian evolution works, of course. But the problem. So, well, fundamentally, what I'm trying to say is that almost everything we are doing today is unnatural. The, the houses where we live, uh, we 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 modify the atmosphere to make the our environment more comfortable. Yeah. We don't want to live with when it's too cold, when it's too hot. Yeah. <laughs> we we have we modify the water, what we eat. Uh, uh, it's unnatural to fly, it's unnatural to drive a car, it's unnatural to <sighs> to do what we are doing right now because you're not here. Yeah, and we're I, I'm not... much... <laughs> It's true, <laughs> actually, isn't it? It's so much
1: stuff. Uh, yeah, I've never... That's an interesting way of putting it, that, that we're moving away from being Darwinian creatures. Yeah. That, <laughs> and it's the way you describe all those things... It's exactly that. None of this is natural evolution. Being able to talk to you in another, you know, however many miles away you are, is completely unnatural.
0: Yeah, some people will say, some people will say but as a matter of ignorance. Some people will say we are, uh, we are fighting uh, Darwinian evolution. We are uh, playing God, uh, you know, all that rhetoric there. Well, that, that is, is not true. We are not trying to fight the Darwinian evolution. We are trying to make it better. And fundamentally, what the human species is trying to do, in a way or another, and hopefully we will succeed, we are trying to shift Darwinian evolution, that is about fundamentally about adaptation, to another form of evolution that is, about, that is based, hopefully, on on intellect and betterment. And that is absolutely good, because we don't want, for example, uh, the more ignorant people are, the more Darwinian they are. Uh, Such as, not just tribalistic, but you know, prone to kill with no, no no sense of morality, no compassion, no sense of morality whatsoever. Uh, if you I mean if you go somewhere in the favelas in Brazil, uh, people are prone to kill just if you go around with a banana. Yeah. They don't have any problem with that. Yeah. Uh, that is definitely Darwinian. But, yes. but of course they are criminals. They have to be punished. But the punishment is not Darwinian. is 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 semantic. is based on meanings and and morality and it is okay. Mm. still unnatural. Mm. Uh, in, a, in in Darwinian terms, they do that because they try to survive no yeah. matter what. They don't want to hear about morality. They are going to die. Yeah. And, and many people in the world are in, in analogous situation. So the more educated we are and the more um, sophisticated our thinking skills are and advanced the less Darwinian we get. And that is what we are trying to do. Not everybody, but uh, fortunately a small percentage of people in the world are trying to do that. And in order to do that, science is obviously required because it plays a large part. So I'm saying all of this because there is a, there is a problem there. Uh, so uh, none of the, none of these things are uh, the, are problems, but the problem is that what are we doing psychologically in order to uh, evolve for the better, not uh, uh, evolve in order to adapt well, the answer to this question is well we are doing pretty much almost nothing <laughs> because <laughs> because we are agreeable. We tend to be agreeable to the various uh, social modifications and variations through time uh, because we want to adapt. We we don't want to be left behind. Mm. So Mm. we have have to learn how to use new technologies and all this sort of stuff. Uh, People that refuse to do that uh, in a matter of 10 years, they will be really left behind dramatically. So, but for the minute, what I'm trying to say, psychological, in psychological terms, we tend more to adapt. That is Darwinian. Yeah. This, despite we adapt to things that are, are unnatural, it doesn't matter, the, 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 that brain propensity to adapt is totally Darwinian, because we want to survive. Yeah. So, the problem is also in terms of artificial intelligence uh, and the evolution of it. If uh, the world, particularly the technological world, will get better and better and better in terms of evolution, but human beings will, will remain just more or less prone to adapt to that evolution, then obviously we can see and we can predict the discrepancy, the gap between the human thinking and everything else, particularly artificial thinking, will become bigger and bigger and bigger. It's already happening right now. Mm. So uh, not many people are are predicting this really. Yeah. I think it, I think it's a terrible mistake. Mm. Uh, I think uh, I, I so to summarize this in, in simple terms in a simplistic form, uh, the world we are building is an anti-Darwinian world and, and reality that is based on. Uh, very quick progressive uh, betterment, mm. evolutionary betterment. Mm. The way we reason, the the way we reason doesn't quite follow the same line. So if we put this like a like like a graphic on on a on a on a on a chalkboard per se, yeah, we can track the curvature, the curve of uh, the, um, the, the the human reality, the betterment of human reality that goes up and up and up and up, yeah. And then we can track the curve of our psychological battlement that is pretty much, you know, the, more or less the same line, uh, despite uh, it seems that our IQ increases w- one or two points every, uh, every generation. But yeah. that, that's just enough. And it's only the IQ. Hmm. It's kind
1: of worrying, isn't it? Because we're doing all this new stuff but all we're worried about is, be, is 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 um. Well, you said it bit yourself. Don't be left behind, because the opposite of not being left behind is you're part of the group. You're part of the consensus. You've got the latest iPhone, and you don't care how much it costs. What's most important is that you have it. Um. So what do you have? You have a you have a device that does more things, but you've you've obtained it blindly to be part of the group, to keep up with, you know, the neighbours. And so you've got something better. So there's evolution there. You, you, you know, in theory, you've got a better phone, for example. But you've got there so super fast and not because you've really thought about how this is a better thing for you to have and therefore you're having it. The, the, the reason you have it is not because of betterment. It's because of all all the other things, you know, being part of the right group and having the right fashion and all that stuff. It's uh, yeah, a bit crazy. Yeah, this this is this 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 does interest me because you know we we as a species have been on this planet for so long and da, da 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 da, and the last however years fifty, hundred, two hundred years, so much stuff is happening, and it's interesting what you say that. What have we been doing psychologically with all of this? And not very much is the answer. We've just allowed it to just pile up on top of us, and we've we've not questioned anything.
0: So that's I mean, to me personally speaking, uh, I mean, I'm not. Uh, I don't. I'm not really prone to see something. I mean, to believe in something catastrophic, really. Uh, because in a way or 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 another, we managed to to to, to find solutions eventually here and there. But uh, mm. to me, this is a serious problem, and I will even say that that is, is what will it is what will most likely be the top one problem in the next, uh, couple of decades, at least, uh, even more more problematic than climate change, global warming and uh, all sorts of stuff. Well, the fact that we have got so
1: many new toys every single day, more and more new things, th- at the rate of which we're developing and discovering and making things
0: faster and shinier. You, that's what you're referring to, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and specifically the gap between the linearity of human thinking... Uh, Mm. Uh, and uh, the uh, in the in the increase uh, and for the better of the evolution the evolutionary betterment of uh, everything else that has to do with the human reality and particularly artificial thinking mm. uh, and, and particularly when uh, artificial intelligence powered machines will go quantum uh that 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 gap i 'm talking about will skyrocket mm. Uh, when uh, uh, quantum computing will merge with uh, AI, p- probably pretty soon, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will definitely go exponential, and and, 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 and we'll, we will probably achieve what is known as uh, the singularity event, uh, uh, which refers to <laughs> the the coming into being of artificial consciousness. Blimey! You blown my mind. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is going to happen. This Is going to happen uh, inevitably. <laughs> but I think it's good. I think it's good. I think uh, uh, the quality of life will uh, increase uh, dramatically, uh, even in concerning manners. Because uh, uh, there is a practical chance. There's uh, actually a practical chance we will achieve immortality, which is not something I would support. <laughs> oh my god yeah. Yeah. yeah okay we need other planets <laughs> if we want to be more with <laughs> need other planets yeah. not much no <laughs> anyway uh, yeah now so f- f- fundamentally going back the point uh, is that talking about how we, we weren't able to predict the internet I think we should be capable of predicting this gap mm-hmm. we will in our lifetime, we will uh, uh, we will have to go through between human thinking and everything else that non Darwinian human reality. Mm-hmm. And I think we should do the best we can to to mitigate that gap, and that starts from a personal personal development in the first place, mm-hmm. and then hopefully education too. Yeah.